Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, this is Man Baggage. My name's Russell Kane, and this is a space where we get men, boys, and everyone in between together to discuss what makes men tick. I keep trying to make the shows as diverse as possible, hoping to find a lack of patterns, but sadly the opposite appears to be happening. No matter how wide I cast my net, Neanderthals seem to be the same. They just come in different colours. I'm always joined by a female auditor. Today it's Lindsay Kane, my wife who will call bullshit or stereotype if we drift into, well, you know what girls are like or anything like that. Uh, the male heads I'm drilling down into today, perfect for what we're talking about. We're talking about detail and people that are detail-oriented. And in my mind, I've got two completely opposite bookings here. <laughs> Josh does the same job as me. Hiya, Josh, how you doing? Hello, you okay? Yes, I am, of course, joined by stand-up comedian Josh Jones. If you didn't recognise him from that voice, you've never seen him. It's as simple as that. Seen him <laughs> once, you can, you don't forget how he sounds. How are you, Josh? Yeah, I'm not bad. I've just been saying, um, so sorry that I'm the one letting the Zoom team down. Of my laptop's fucked, so I'm in my wardrobe on my phone. See, now, I thought it was on purpose because of our second panellist, Reese Morgan. I thought you'd gone into your wardrobe to show the full extent of your fashion choices before <laughs> joining us on Zoom. Because Reese Morgan, as well as handbags and capital letters, fashion influencer, guru. I mean, I've just realised I'm still in my pyjamas. I've really let myself down. I've got my pyjamas on underneath, yeah. Well, it's it's fine. <laughs> look, it looks to me like you're rocking it like some sort of deep V leopard skin cardigan. Would that be a fair description? Leopard print. Well, leopard print's my favourite colour, so... Like, listen, there. clear this up for me, because I was told that leopard's print is a neutral. That's bullshit, surely. I, I cast it as a colour, yeah. It's neutral enough. That's, that's unbelievable, isn't it? A leopard print is a neutral. I'd love to go back to the 80s and tell them it's going to be OK. Just hang in. <laughs> leopard print is my mum's favourite um, colour. And um, once we went to a funeral and she was doing the eulogy and everyone was in our black, apart from my mum who was in a leopard print coat. Oh, and it felt oh really, God. like, disrespectful, but I loved I think it. I'd, I think I'd get along with your mum. Yeah. She could have at least gone panda, Josh, like, you know, panda print. <laughs> <laughs> Show a bit of respect. Anyway, we're talking about details, people that are detail-oriented versus people who don't drift through life having creative ideas and leaving a trail of destruction behind them. Uh, so if you don't know what that is, detail-oriented, very interested in paying lots of attention to details. 
This is in the news a lot at the moment. It's all over our social media uh, as the latest fashion accessory of 2022, becoming ADHD, hits a strong trend on the catwalk. People are talking about their relationship to detail, their relationship to focus. People tell me about five times a day that I'm ADHD. As far as I know, I'm the only person in my group that isn't. I'm a complete cast out through not wearing this year's must-see accessory item of an ADHD diagnosis. That said... Flipping on its head, it must be something people are profoundly interested in for a reason. Our attention is split these days. If, if this ADHD it really is on the rise, as we must believe it is, then why? Why are we struggling with our attention detail? Why is the choice between hyper-focus or no-focus at all? We're going to get right into it, guys. But I'm going to go straight off the bat with you, Josh Jones. In your experience, the male experience versus the female experience, that includes all your dads, uncles, brothers, friends, boyfriends, whatever... Do you think women are better at paying attention to detail than men or is it a complete role of the genetic dice? Yeah, I actually would say, yeah. My mum's really detailed and she never forgets anything. Whereas my dad has forgot my birthday a bunch of times. <laughs> so going off that, I would say, yeah. Good. Strong answer out of the back. Reese. Now, obviously, I mean, you're, I mean, detail literally has two meanings in your business. The detailing of an item, it all comes down to the, the stitching and those those final parts, particularly on a, on a handbag, which is your area of expertise. But what do you think in your overall life experience? Well, like you say, I work in the luxury sector, so everything is about detail, whether it's like client experience or the way we communicate with people, like you said, the product. But I think in day-to-day -day life, like I do generally think women have a, a honed in on a focus of attention to detail but I don't know if Josh will agree with me I think a gay man has it over anyone <laughs> but I think as a gay man I feel like my attention to detail is pretty good and I'm very OCD about everything I do in every aspect of my life so who would win in gays versus women the details final <laughs> <laughs> I think I would let the gays down. I think a lot of, <laughs> like, all of my, like, partners have been very detailed orientated, and then I'm just, like, the fuck-up who annoys them because I'm like, oh, that pasta's boiled over and there's water on the floor. <laughs> See, I'd be chasing you around with a broom. My my partner is, um, he's actually ADHD, believe it or not. No. Um, but he, we're complete polar opposites. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, we're complete polar opposites and he's like all over the place. I chase him around with a hoover. So he, I think there are different spectrums within all the different communities. All right, Lindsay, what about this for a slightly trickier question then? Is it seen as a feminine trait to be detailed? You know, it doesn't matter what body you're, bo you're born in, but is there something seen as a little bit girly about worrying about the details so about manly about fuck it it'll work itself out do you see what I mean no I don't I wouldn't say it's a feminine trait but I think it what it comes down to is do you care about something so like if I really care and give a fuck about something I'm gonna make sure that every detail is seen to like I'm a makeup artist originally so like I love makeup like you know I saw your lips Reese you obviously you won't be able to see but you really nice lip color so it's all attention to detail and making sure like it's the right shade you know tones and things like that but if I don't care about something if I'm not interested 
then I won't have that attention to detail. And, and I've learned that it, it can be very costly and expensive to rectify if you don't have that attention to detail initially. What about you, Josh? Once you're interested in something, like say you really were focused on spaghetti that night, do you still find you struggle? <laughs> no, because I, I, I'd like baked pies all the time, right? And when, I, <laughs> when I make my own sharp crust pastry, I'll always have an hole in it, but then I'll just get some more pastry and cover it up. He's fine, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, but you're quite, uh, I mean, for people that don't know your work, as well as being a very, very funny stand-up, you're p- profoundly interested in history as well. And I would have thought people that are interested in, in history are addicted to details. Yeah, but I, I'm more interested in the gossip of who shagged do. I don't remember, <laughs> you know, what war happened on what day on what hill. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's Anne more, Boleyn, where a slapper yeah, got her head cut off. Yeah, it's more stuff like that that I love. Because like, I do love history, but I'm not like, you know, I went to the London Dungeons this weekend and it was the fourth time I've been this year. When I say I love history, I love it in like, oh, people dressing up a bit of drama and then finding out who was, you know, having an affair. You need to take Stacey Dooley's job. I'd watch the shit out of every documentary. (laughs) (laughs) So when we talk about being detail-orientated, what's society's views of people that are more detail-focused? Do you see what I mean? You know, like the way some traits society looks down on, but we need them. We did a show about introversion once, and I profoundly believe introverts get looked over in our society when they often have the best ideas just being spoken with a quieter voice for example. But when it comes to detail, being detail-oriented, how do you think society views, if we go, we'll go to go to Reese, that's our details person, is it like, oh, it's the details person, or is it, oh, get the details person? Do you see what I mean? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's really easily, you can easily see people that are just doing it for, like, social media and just want people to view them as the most organised, detail-led person and actually believe the cracks there generally their lives are normally falling apart. And I think there's the flip side, like you said, like myself, I do, I am a very detail oriented person. I do think it's nature over nurture, uh, no, nurture over nature, sorry. I think I've grown up in a in an environment where my dad and my mum are both very detailed OCD people. And I think that's rubbed off on me. And I think it can also go the other way, where if you're really pounded into you that you have to be detail edge, you can go the other way. So I think it's a mixture. And Linz, what do you think about I'm not saying this, I'm just saying this is the way society might see it, the link between lack of attention to detail and laziness. We know that's bollocks because we've all got brains, but let's be honest, there is a sort of tendency of society to look at people who don't look into details as a little bit can't be asked. It's like, okay, so so Christmas cards or birthday cards, you hate them. You hate them with every bone and hair and fibre in your body and every cell. So you don't care. So you just like, and when you have, when I, when I put a card physically in front of you, you're like, oh, you have like the biggest tantrum. And then you'll probably just do like your initials because you can't be bothered. And like, you've got no attention to detail for that because you don't care for it. But in, when you care about something and you want to be successful in something, you go over the top and you're probably the other side of the spectrum where you're a bit too attention to detail with things right but but there are plenty of business leaders i don't know you're elon musk and that of this world it's probably a bad example because he's profoundly addicted to detail but plenty of business leaders and plenty of creatives that don't give a shit about detail that walk through the office missing bits i know writers talented writers who publish in-depth articles in the guardian that can't spell can't be asked to check their spelling or grammar can we dispense with this myth 
that it's lazy to not have no, attention I to do. I, I don't think it's lazy. I really don't think it, because I think sometimes if you're too that way where you really focus on every attention to details, I think it can hold you back. And I think a lot of times why people don't start with things, whether it's a business idea or something, it holds them back because they want it, they have to have it perfect. And sometimes things can't be perfect. So they'll they'll rather not do it or start something because it's not perfect. And I think that can hold them back. I'm definitely that person that like, if I'm doing something, I put my whole, whole 100% to it. And it does hinder me. Yeah. Because I don't get the time to do other things. So I'm definitely not that person. I um, <laughs> Like at the moment. So we just finished my tour. So then I've got to write the next tour. And then, so doing new material, instead of focus on one routine at once and writing three new ones at one time. And I, I do multiple things at once because... I don't know why. I just always do. But I always have seven different things on the burn instead of just focusing one at a time. But do you think that helps you create, Josh? Or do you think if you could click your fingers and focus on one thing at a time, you'd be better? Because it might well be that your creative process needs all those plates spinning. Because I find if I focus on one thing too much, you can choke a bit. So say you're trying to write a a routine about houseplants, just because there's a plant in front of me, right? You're trying to write a routine about, I've got some new houseplants. But if you were to focus too deep on that one routine, you might not get to the funny solution. Whereas when you're spinning plates and you're looking sideways at a creative problem, sometimes you can get the funnies quicker or the design quicker or whatever. Do you think something in that? I don't I don't know. I just think it's the way my brain works. Like even when you're on stage and you're trying the new stuff, then like you just like, I don't know, like the other day I was doing new material and then I noticed that someone kept looking at me bum. So then I was like, <laughs> so then everything just changed. Then I was like talking about my ass, but I was, I had work here to focus on trying to get my new jokes out, but I was distracted by my own ass. To be clear, that was unprofessional of me and I did apologise. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know, like, when I work and stuff, like, I, I can't sit down and just be like, oh, I've got to work. Like, if something came in and it was a big job and I have to write for it, I, I would normally would go for, like, a two-hour walk to be like, like, I need to, I need to, like, get myself in the mood. I can't yeah. just, like, write, do stuff. Maybe I am <laughs> lazy. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, Linz, I'll be interested to know what this piece of research now. We know biology is not destiny, Twitter, please. I like being alive. Don't attack me. However, it's not that I love these uncomfortable things that remind us we are biological entities. And they've tested this. And apparently men are better at seeing things in the distance while women are better at focusing on things at close range. We're talking literally here, not conceptually. So researchers from a British study asked a group of 48 men and women to use a laser pointer to mark the midpoint of lines on a piece of paper at different distances. Men were more accurate than women when the paper was placed at a distance of 100 centimetres. Women were more accurate when the target was only 50 centimetres away within arm's reach. And they believe this might be due to our hunter-gatherer past. And it reflects how men and women's brains might have evolved differently over time. Now, I'm not suggesting we can extrapolate this to attention to detail. I wouldn't be that lazy. But it is interesting, isn't it, that there seems to be in the hardware. And as we know, fuck hardware. You can do anything with the hardware you're given. But still, interesting to reflect, is it not? Do you find yourself... Race like walking the handbag to the end of the room to get a better look at it. <laughs> oh, 100%. I, I mean, I don't know if you, you probably haven't seen my show, but like one of the things we do is a sense of smell. Like that's part of our authentication process. We go so in depth with the detail in every part of we do. So yeah, definitely I find myself doing that. <laughs> what do you think of that, Linz? That men, like, when things are slightly further away, seem to be able to focus on them. Does that resonate with you? And women are like, bring it here. I want a fucking good look at it right up in my face. Yeah, I know, I would agree with that. And that, that makes total sense from the past of, you know, hunting and stuff like that. And I think it's just a way, like, it, we, we do it the same. You're really good at in looking into the future. Lindsay, do not, over like, overbook yourself. Don't take right. too many things in one day because you won't be able to do it. You know, you won't be able to get from A to B in two minutes, you know, and and you're really good at seeing the potential future, oh, yeah, good, whereas I'm not as good. It's a good example. Yeah, Josh, so look, we'll have a thing where Lindsay will go, look, we've just been invited out to a breakfast brunch at 8am. I'm like, yeah, but we're out clubbing the night before. Yeah, but it'll be fine, won't it? No, can yeah. you not jump into the future and imagine that alarm going off at 7am and going, what the fuck have I done? I can. I feel the alarm of the future ringing every time. What do you like with stuff like that, Josh? Well, because, yeah, like, when it's that old morning and then you've done something the night before, one thing I am quite good at is booking time off. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I say to my agent, like, there needs to be one day a week where I do nothing, and I, do, I like to have like time where I just don't see anyone. So then, when I yeah. can go out, I can be dead social or whatever. But I need just one day a week where I'm like, I don't go on my phone, fuck everyone off, and I, I normally just watch better middle films, really. But like, <laughs> just like it's another stereotype demolished, Josh. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like I like to plan like I needed like a day a week where well, just like a lazy day where mm. I do a bit of ironing or whatever and then and then recharge. I can yeah recharge and then I can do the rest of the week if I don't have like a day to chill out I get overwhelmed yeah I wonder if there's a prejudice in our society Reese where if a man walks into your business tomorrow a man of any type 
of any persuasion and is super focused on this this particular type of this is what I just want to focus on this type of handbag I'm an expert in Birkin handbags that's all I'm interested in and everyone's like oh my god you're so super focused but when a girl walks in like that she's seen as picky or bitchy or demanding so do you think women when they attempt to be laser focused and, de and detailed and this is what I'm going to be seen as there's a prejudice against them in society I think somewhat. I mean, I mean, my full team, I'm the only male, well, questionable male on my <laughs> whole team. I work with females. So um, they're all super laser focused and it shines through in their expertise. But I think, like you said, a big percentage of our clients are men. They do come in with a laser focus as to what they think their wives want, but guaranteed it's not <laughs> what their wives want as a gift or anything. So I think there is a warped <laughs> sense of... I'll give us an example. She really wants an Adidas bag with a head logo at the end, get the gym gear in. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised you'd be surprised I mean I've been I've been doing this for so many years and like now I've got it down to a T when a man comes in and they're like oh my wife wants this massive bag with this hardware this bright pink color and I can I just ask a few questions about your wife and I slowly learn that she's just going to want a mini bag with nothing else and no frills or anything like that so I think men do have an idea of what they want in their mind but it's sometimes not always what a woman wants so when I bought my mum and I'm back um, for Christmas or whatever I've just gone into the shop and shown them pictures of her old stuff. <laughs> we get that, but they they don't want the same bag again. So no, you know, no, but you I'm like, well, you know what sort of vibe she's going for. <laughs> then all switched on as you, John. Um, so Reese, I feel like we should get you and Ross to have a conversation about future potential gifts. FYI, just you know, future. Yeah, all right, really yeah, good just, just, uh, just uh, How many bags do you need? You've only got two arms. <laughs> Listen, it's not. It's an investment, and just think your daughter's going to inherit them one day. Think it's an investment. That's the way you need to look at it. Do you know how many times a day I hear it's just a handbag? How many bags do you need? All of this <laughs> stuff. But Lin Lindsay is right. These women are very, very switched on and they're smart. They're investing in pieces that they're going to make money on later oh, in life. This is an expensive recording. <laughs> <laughs> The bags like growing money though, like yeah, no, more more than <laughs> growing money, um, more than red wine actually. It's like the a Birkin or a Chanel bag beats gold or the S and P five hundred or investing in an ISA. I mean, I'd rather wear my investment than having it well, sitting in a bank. I'm the same. I, so. I, mean, I suppose I can see it. Listen, we're way off the track now, but I I am like it with watches. Watches grow, so okay. Exactly. As long as you buy me a watch of equal value, why don't we just both save our money and buy fucking nothing? <laughs> right, because <laughs> it's going to cancel each other out anyway. Well, Lindsay, what do you think of this idea, though, that a man who bursts in to, tomorrow to our business, this is what, this is it, these are the details I'm focused on, and then a woman could burst in in a parallel universe using the same tone, the same voice, focused on the same things, and be seen as, God, she's a bit fucking up herself, isn't she? I think traditionally, like, I feel that if... When, especially because I deal with property and it's predominantly male, um, at first I'd be like, oh, I'd let them sort of help and tell me. But now I'm like, no, I want this, this and this. And one of them laughed and made a comment going, God, you're bossy, aren't you? And I'm yeah, like, that's what I no, mean. I've just been fucked off and pissed around so many fucking times. I'm not going to have it anymore. I've reached my limit. So a, a man would be seen as, oh, wow, he knows what he's doing. He's really confident. This? Whereas a woman would be seen as, oh, she's a bitch. Oh, she's bossy. Oh, she's demanding a diva. That's so, yes, yeah, it's... it's 
Yeah. So I, I 100% have been on the receiving end of that, but the the end result is I don't care what, what people think in that sense. Josh, do you think there's that prejudice as well? And in gay men versus straight men? or Oh, yeah. Like, if I was like, oh, the oh the sky's green, we might be like, oh, he's a fucking diva. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I'm like, the sky's blue, I mean. If I point out a fact, then they're like, oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, because I sometimes will occasionally get called sassy. And I'm like, oh, no, because I don't think of myself as like, oh, sassy. But like someone will call me sassy and I'm like, oh, no, I've just corrected you because you was in the wrong which yeah. is five. I bet, I bet that diffuses the situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do think it. I do think it's worse for women. Like it's that's like a big sexist thing of women being called like bossy and stuff. I've seen it a lot with my like female friends. Like, the, yeah, they get called like, yeah, like bossy art, just a bitch or whatever. And it's like, no, she's she's working and she's doing a job well. It's it's like um, you know, when I've watched these documentaries of Beyonce or especially Beyonce, there was a documentary that she did and she was like, This is how it has to be, this is what it is, and this is how it has to be. And I remember speaking to someone, they're like, Gosh, she's all right, bitch, like really bossy and demanding. It's like no, she's got a lot of pressure on her head. It's got to be the best performance of her life. And the only way to do that is she's got to bring out the best in everybody else. And also she's paying them probably a lot of money. She wants she wants them to be the best because it, it reflects on her as well. So it's interesting to see what people's perspectives um, are. Uh, uh, not, what, it is perspective, isn't yeah, it? I've got know, lost my perception, mind. Perception, perception. Yeah, perception is yeah. of other people. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think it just boils down to attention to detail, though. She just knows exactly what she wants. And yeah. I think that's, like Josh said, I think there is a connotation with gay men that we are this diva. And I mean, I'm literally from appearances, like a cookie cut out of what you think a gay man looks like. And I think people approach me with that, that I'm going to be like a bitchy person that's got loads of attitude and I've got a resting bitch face. I don't really <laughs> smile often, but I shouldn't feel like I have to justify myself and say, I'm actually, I'm a nice person. I just know exactly what I want and how, how I'm going to get it. And I think it's the same for women in that sense. I think people yeah. that smile too much can look a bit thick. Like I smile enough, <laughs> but if you're constantly smiling, it's like, is there, is, you know, is there some sort of challenge there? <laughs> I think I struggle with with that more than the sexist <laughs> comment. Actually, yeah. Right, I've got I've got a difficult question for Reese, and it might just be because traditional traditional sexism. But you'll know what's going on with contemporary design in all fashion, but particularly let's use handbags as an example because you know you shit backwards. Why is it? There's so many women focused on the details of, let's say, a handbag, but so many of them seem to be designed by men. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's a historical problem within the fashion industry, but I guess every design is influenced by a woman. If you take the Birkin, for example, the design is based around Jane Birkin and her needs of what she wanted at that time. And the same for the Kelly, if you're talking about Grace Kelly, they were designed for these women. So I think that's obviously the argument there. But I think women, like Lindsay said, like she obviously loves her handbags and she wants to collect them, but she's buying them for investment. And I think more and more women are so much wiser to that. So looking in details, all aspects of their life like just knowing that it's going to last them that it's going to like go with many outfits and things I think women are just smart about these things whereas a man I mean my partner obviously is gay but he's very different to me he's polar opposite he'll be happy with a black t-shirt as long as it's made well whereas I'll properly go into the detail of like every part of what I'm buying so I think women have that as well 
So do you think, though, if society became more equal, we would see an equal amount of female designers as male designers in, in fashion? Because it's not shifting as fast as we would expect. So we're becoming more equal. We're having conversations around gender, all these things happening. Yet we're still seeing in a creative realm overrepresentation by men. Why, why is that? I think because if you look at big fashion houses, at like the main ones that we talk about, the the boardrooms are men, so they appoint men. And I think, like you said, it is changing and it is progressing, but in a in a slow way. But I hope to see more changes in the future. I mean, I'd as a woman, Lindsay, I'm sure you'd rather buy a handbag that was made by a woman for a woman. So I think it's definitely a conversation that should be picked up. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break there, but I just want to talk about calm quickly just before we end part one. The campaign against living miserably, Calm as they're also known, they've teamed up with Declan Rice to show that no one deserves to struggle on their own. They've launched a new film that shows that you don't have to be alone to feel alone. Right now, the Calm helpline is answering more calls around loneliness than anything else. And three million people in the UK say they feel lonely. That's enough people to fill Wembley Stadium 33 times over. We're here to let you know that however you feel right now, you're never alone and calm are always on your side. Search the hashtag TackleItTogether or visit thecalmzone.net to find out more about it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.